On this episode of Aka Education, Justin speaks with international barbershop champion Drew Wheaton. Drew and Justin talk barbershop singing, educational online tips, adjudication, and more. Let's get ready. It's time for some Aka Education. It's the Aka Education Podcast. And welcome to episode 11 of the Aka Education Podcast. I'm here with the one and only Drew Wheaton. Now, according to Deke Sharon, he says, Drew is a beast one of the rare people who completely understands both barbershop and contemporary acapella idioms, making him the kind of acapella Rosetta Stone that is invaluable as a 21st century vocal harmony director. Now, Drew, he is the tenor of the 2016 International Barbershop Quartet Champions Forefront, and he's been the musical director of the Thoroughbred Chorus since 2012. He holds music degrees from McGill University and the University of Louisville with a master's of music and choral conducting from University of Louisville. He is the co-founder of UofL's Cardinal Rule, an acapella group that has performed at various workshops and festivals in Kentucky and Ohio since 2014. He is also the director of adjudication for the Acapella Education Association. He teaches privately uh, voice lessons since 2015, and he does so in his home in Louisville or on location if necessary, especially uh, with our pandemic going on right now. He's been active as a coach, clinician, coaching various quartets and choruses, directing youth barbershop camps, and teaching at various contemporary acapella workshops and camps. He's also a live sound engineer for various contemporary acapella concerts throughout Louisville. He lives in Louisville with his beautiful wife, Christina, who is also an award-winning barbershop singer, along with their two amazing sons. He is a jack of all trades, folks. This is Drew Wheaton. Drew, welcome to the Aka Education Podcast. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. I'm really excited to talk barbershop with you because it's something that I'm not really well versed in. And I know that um, in the acapella community, there's, you know, the contemporary acapella side and there's the barbershop side. There's so much that goes on with it. So can you uh, just give give the listeners and, and me a brief idea of how, how you got started in, uh, in barbershop? Sure. So um, I started when I was born, essentially. My dad sang barbershop for about eight years before I was born. And uh, so we just grew up around it. He actually directed a chorus not too far from where we lived. And uh, so I grew up in it. And then when I turned around seven or eight, I started going with him to rehearsals because I just wanted to go be a part of it. And uh, once I turned 10, part of my birthday gift was being allowed to actually join the barbershop chorus and start singing alongside my dad. Nice. So got started officially when I was 10. And uh, when I was 14, uh, he was singing in a quartet and their tenor singer, well, actually their bass singer moved away. So my dad switched from tenor to bass. Mm. And I was 14. So of course, I was going to sing the tenor part. That's fantastic. Um, so my first quartet was with my dad. Cool. And can you tell me a little bit more about Forefront, you know, the international champions? Sure. So a uh, bit of a long story that I'll try to compress somewhat. Um, but Forefront started in 2009. Um, and I was not an original member of that quartet either. Um, and actually, their te original tenor, Gary Teixeira, was 
a gold medalist with another quartet. He had already won the international contest with another quartet. The other three guys had not uh, earned even uh, top five medals in the competition. Mm. Um, but pretty quickly, they you know they were uh, their first year out in 2010 at international. They came in 13th place, and then the next year they were in the top 10 um and stayed there for a couple of years so then in 2012 gary decided that he was going to step out of the quartet and they were looking for auditions so i threw my name in the ring and i auditioned and they chose me and then uh from there we competed at four international contests and came in fifth second second again and then we finally won in 2016. that's amazing and I, I'm not going to lie. I am not really well versed with barbershop harmony. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, I've been to festivals, ACDA festivals and, you know, the barbershop harmony society is there and they yep. really try and promote, um, bringing acapella into schools, you know, harmony explosion camps and things like that. Um, yep. could you, for even the listeners out there and myself, could you talk a little bit about barbershop harmony itself and, you know, what it entails, some tips, tricks, you know, things to focus on. Sure. Uh, so just in general, for those that don't know the nitty gritty of it, Barbershop Harmony is a four part acapella style um, that is predominantly homorhythmic, meaning that, you know, you don't have like a bass line that's constantly do, do, dum, 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 dum. Everybody's singing the words at the same time. Um, all syllables are together, except, of course, when there are embellishments and things like that. Um, but essentially, it's homorhythmic the whole time. Everybody's singing all the words together. Um, the, the most unique thing about barbershop that is different from essentially any other style is that uh, we harmonize every single melody note. So, you know, even passing tones get reharmonized to have their own harmony. So there, there aren't non-chord tones because we just change the chord to make it so that there's a chord tone. So the harmonic rhythm in that sense gets really fast um, with lots of secondary dominance and stuff like that. Um, so that's getting really deep into the weeds. But basically, four-part acapella style, even if you have a chorus of people singing, it's not going to be more than four parts. If it is, it's no longer barbershop. Mm -hmm. um, songs to be considered barbershop officially have to resolve around the circle of fifths at least from two to five to one um, and have a predominantly major and dominant seventh sounding sound right? right so like about a third ish of the song needs to be dominant seventh style chords um by duration mm -hmm. and i know that uh you handle some arranging as well do you arrange for forefront or um is that kind of like a whole I collaborative yeah so actually none of the four of us are arrangers okay. um we we pick songs and and then kind of pick some of our favorite arrangers to work on on those songs depending mm -hmm. on what we're looking for i've done a couple of little arrangements here and there and and like one or two for my chorus but um nothing really spectacular i do a lot of recording and learning track stuff so i'm i make learning tracks for a lot of quartets and choruses um and that's kind of pri primarily my what I do in the style. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, me uh, as a, a music educator, a middle school teacher, um, and I'm always looking at like JW Pepper and all these other websites that showcase mm -hmm. music. And usually when you type in acapella, a lot of barbershop arrangements come up. And what I'm starting to notice, and I don't know if this has been a trend that's happening, is you're starting to see a lot of pop tunes 
being yep. given the barbershop treatment. Sure. Um, do you, is that something that is just uh, trying to bring barbershop back into the forefront, do you see, or um, has that been going on for quite some time? Um, there's a, co a couple of ways that I could answer that question. For one thing, a lot of barbershop groups have always you know, while still sticking to the barbershop roots as part of their show sets, we'll do more contemporary stuff, whatever that means. You know, the quartets of the 60s sang songs from the 60s, right. even if they didn't fit barbershop, right? Um, so there's still a lot of that where a lot of quartets and choruses for their show performances will try to do more modern songs to just spice it up a little bit. So there's that aspect of it. There are a lot of uh, quartets today that are getting really creative about finding modern songs that still naturally fit the way that the chord progressions need to work mm -hmm. in order to make it barbershop. Um, so we're seeing a lot of modern songs hitting the barbershop contest stage and they don't feel like they've been forced into the style. Right. Which is really cool. So that's the second. The third aspect though is kind of exactly what you said where um, there's just a bit of an attempt to have a broader appeal. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, the Barbershop Harmony Society is, is purposely getting arrangers like Deke Sharon to, and, and uh, Kirby Shaw and, and people like that to pair up with Barbershop arrangers mm -hmm. um, and work together to craft an arrangement that kind of bridges the gap of contemporary acapella with a barbershop flavor. Right. As I said, you know, I've been to festivals where um, the Barbershop Harmony Society is there and you usually, if you walking by in the, uh, in the gallery area, you can hear tags being sung, you know, from mm -hmm. across the way. And you just, you, you, I, I stand there and I, I, I'm in awe of, you know, you, these people have never met each other, but they, if they're into barbershop, it's like, it's like, boom, it's that tight knit community, kind of like the acapella community where uh, you meet each other and it's like, here we go. And it's, yep. and, and you sing for the pleasure of it and for the fun of it. And it's, it's great. That that's absolutely it. I mean, that's a huge part of, of being a barbershop singer. You know, you go to a big uh, international convention, for example, mm -hmm. um, and you go into the lobby of the hotel on any given night at two o'clock in the morning, mm -hmm. and there are 12 quartets in little pods just singing with each other. And it's this big cacophony of sound. But of course, within your quartet, you can hear each other and yep. everything's great. And I've made so many friends from around the world just by randomly joining a quartet, singing a couple of tags, and then realizing, oh, we don't know each other's names. We should <laughs> figure that part out. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, now you do, like I said, you do so many different things. And I actually want to talk to you about this new online series of videos that you've started called Drew's Cues. Um, yeah. You know, uh, so can you talk a little bit about Drew's Cues and what that is and where people can find it? Sure. So uh, as of a few days ago, I now have 100 subscribers, so it's really easy to find it. Yeah. So youtube.com slash Drew Wheaton music. Just, you know, all one word, obviously, Drew Wheaton music uh, after the youtube.com. Um, and uh, so it's a video series that I've just started up. I literally posted episode six today Okay. Um, as of this recording. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And uh, it's, it's basically the goal behind it, um, you know, during this whole pandemic, I was like, we need to find something to do. Um, and, and my thing was, I used to teach in the classroom. I did a, a half a year of middle school and then two years of high school. Mm -hmm. um, and then just because of family stuff and my quartet schedule and everything, it, it, 
I needed a little more flexibility. So I, that's why I went into business for myself, but I still feel really tightly connected to that. I'm always working with the local teachers mm -hmm. and with, with all the, you know, online teaching and everybody trying to figure out like, what are we going to do not being in the classroom? I thought in some way I need to at least try to help. And so I thought I'm just going to create content. I'm going to once a week, I'm going to put a video out there. And if it can be helpful to people, great. And if not, well, it's out there anyway. But <laughs> Right. And it's, it's totally important because, you know, uh, being on Facebook and seeing all of these music educator Facebook groups and uh, all these other social media groups, there's always those questions. Where can I find this? Where can I find that? So right. there, there's always the need for content out there. So the, yeah. the, the, the resource that you're bringing is really valuable to those, to those people who are, are looking for it. I appreciate you saying that. Absolutely. So, um, and I, and I thank you, you know, for, for being, uh, being able to present that to us. I'm like going down the list of all the things that you do. And it's, it's, it's so hard to focus on just one. You're right. It is so hard to focus sometimes. I'm sure. I, I mean, you even said, you know, you, you stepped away from the classroom because you have so many things going on and you, but you still make a difference. You know, you may not physically be oh, in the classroom, but you know, the things that you post online, you still working with teachers, you yep. make a difference. So thank you. Um, oh, I appreciate it. Absolutely. I want to talk about uh, the Acapella Education Association, which mm -hmm. um, you are a part of. Um, I'm the New York State rep uh, as part of it. And you are the awesome. director of adjudication, but also the director of uh, championships. Can you talk about that for a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. It's essentially the, it's, it's the same role. It's all kind of lumped into one and it's kind of The title has morphed over time. Mm -hmm. um, I, and I'm not even a hundred percent sure what the actual title is right now, but that's the job. <laughs> it's the Drew uh, Wheaton. It's just, just Drew right. Wheaton. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. And essentially, uh, you know, so when AEA started, the, the goal of the Acapella Education Association is to take a much more educational spin on the world of high school and college acapella. Um, so even the competitions are, are meant to be very educationally focused mm -hmm. as opposed to just get together, compete, get an award, get some notes. Right. You know, oh, yeah. Normal, like a normal uh, competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Exactly. Uh, and so uh, so that was a big part of it. And uh, Brody McDonald, uh, mm -hmm. who is on the board, um, he was a barbershop singer as well. And that's how that's kind of how I got really involved in Camp Acapella and then in the AEA mm -hmm. um, was through Brody and his camp um, in Kettering. So he and I had that connection and he knew who I was in the barbershop world. And when they were looking to kind of revamp the judging system, um, he, he connected me with JD and said, hey, this guy uh, could be really helpful to us. So uh, I got set up as, as the guy in that sense. I, with some help from, from a few people, Kari Francis was one of them. Mm -hmm. um, we, uh, we revamped, that we took their uh, rubric as it was, mm -hmm. and it had 10 different elements so they're judging rubric. We split it up into three categories. And this is where the barbershop influence comes in, where it was three different categories so that judges were not trying to focus on everything, but like, uh, you know, the singing or the vocal elements judge would be focused on vocal technique, expression, intonation. Right. That's their job. Mm -hmm. And then the performance judge was, was visual performance, emotion. So it was much more 
honed in and easier to be a little bit more focused, write more detailed and focused notes for the the ensembles and um, and all of that. Yeah, I love that because so, um, yeah. you know I'm thinking about it. Usually, when I would send students to our our state our state singing festival, we had two judges uh, typically that would focus on the entire performance. Right. So, and it always felt like there were different things going on. Um, but I love this because one, the value of the educational aspect in it, you know, you're, you're actually focusing not on the competitiveness of it, but the, the educational part to make the groups improve. And then, you know, even for the judges, you know, I've judged ICCA before I've, I've done judging before, and it's hard to focus on everything that could be found on, on those lists. So being able to focus strictly on just the vocal aspect or just the visual aspect. I I think that goes a long way for the judges as well. And it makes them feel more comfortable knowing that that's all they need to focus on. And, you know, they can put all their information or all their eggs in that basket, if you will. Yeah. So, um, and I'll just add the other thing that we took again from, from my barbershop experience, something that we always do on the barbershop side after this doesn't happen at the international contest because it's too big, but right. at all the regional events, um, after the contest is over, the quartets or choruses get a 20 minute session with one judge from each category. Mm. Like that night, you finish the contest, results happen, and then that night you get a 20 minute coaching set. You basically get an hour of coaching, 20 minutes with each category, um, which is awesome right that's where the real education happens right so we tried to emulate that somewhat at the national acapella convention where um there's at least one year we were able to actually make that happen where we had the contest friday night and then saturday every competing group saw one judge from every category for 15 or 20 minutes or something like that to get just direct feedback this is what i saw let's work on it a little bit yeah the and it's invaluable yeah the educational value of the the rubric and just the style that you have have just said is is very important and and you said that this all kind of derived from your barbershop experience so this is how they handle it in the barbershop um committees as well yeah exactly that's awesome um another thing that actually just launched as of today of this recording um is virtual coaching um, which the Acapella Education Association is taking care of. And um, these are all set up as uh, through Nikisha Williams and, and you know, a bunch of others that are involved uh, with AEA. Um, they're 30-minute Q&A sessions uh, for middle school, high school teachers um, and their students. And, you know, yep. and, and it's all done online. And um, I, I know I'm on there. I know you're on there. And I, I see you down there for, you know, directing rehearsals, video production, and vocal mm-hmm. percussion. You want to give a little um, little taste or background of, you know, what those will entail? Sure. Um, and also, it's not on the list, but I'm adding in barbershop because why would why not? I not yeah. add that on there? <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so I mean, essentially, you know, as you said, they're going to be more Q&A style. Um, and so for everything, you know, I'll have some materials ready to present if, if, it, if there aren't a lot of questions and I just need to present. Mm-hmm. I've actually done a lot of like 50 minute or, you know, 40 to 50 minute beginners vocal percussion classes for barbershoppers and for educators oh, and nice. like in different places. <laughs> and so I've kind of got that one figured out where it's, it's not just catered to acapella people. It's just anybody who wants to make stupid sounds with their mouths. <laughs> uh, 
And uh, so that'll be that one. Video production, of course, teachers in particular, like they don't want to know how to make the super create. They just want to get videos together in one split screen. Right. You know? And so, uh, so just being able to, to do that, or if they already know how to do that, being able to kind of go on to the next level. Um, you know, I've, I've worked with, with some really beginner software and I'm diving myself now into some of the, the more advanced stuff. Um, so just any, again, same deal as the YouTube stuff, anywhere that I can help. That's, that's what I want to be doing. Awesome. And there's another thing that's actually through Acaville radio, um, mm -hmm. called acapella masterclass. Um, Dr. Yeah. Mark Silverberg kind of, uh, put this together. I've had him uh, on here earlier and you have a whole masterclass set up for barbershop. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. So that's going to be, uh, I think, ultimately a 10 class series. Um, and basically what Mark's doing for all of these was, you know, they originally the plan was they come to our house and film us or on location and film us. Of course, COVID happened, which mm -hmm. means that they mailed me all of the equipment and then on FaceTime walked me through setting it up. Mm -hmm. uh, luckily, I had already been starting to work on stuff for the YouTube stuff. And so like I had an idea of what I was doing. But um, yeah, so I filmed what is probably going to be 10 lessons, except some of them were kind of long. So they might extend those a little bit right. or they might split them up i should say into multiple classes but 10 to 12 classes of just about barbershop each in the you know 10 to 20 minute range length range um and then uh mark is putting together supplemental materials and assignments after each class right so you'll watch a class um and then kind of go through some of the supplemental materials to make sure that it makes sense yeah and it's it's a much more expanded version of a lot of the stuff we talked about today like the terminology of barbershop like what's a tag mm -hmm. what's a swipe what's you know the thing what is wood shedding in barbershop right um, all of that kind of stuff all the way through vocal technique for good resonance mm -hmm. and intonation i do a whole two classes worth of just just intonation and how tuning in barbershop is so important and oh absolutely works. um so all of that kind of stuff and, and the thing that I love about all of these programs that we're talking about is that they're affordable. You know, yep. it's, it's not going to cost an arm or leg. I think everything is uh, $50 or, or less. Um, yeah, the acapella masterclasses are $39 for a whole set. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. And the, <laughs> and the supplemental materials I, that you get right, too, they're exactly. yours to keep. That's it's, yeah. it's amazing. I mean, I'm probably going to take all the other classes <laughs> right? now that I've finished filming mine. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I've already been like, looking. I'm like, I need to look at that one. need to take that one. I totally agree. Yep. You know, and it, cause again, invaluable resources, especially during yeah. this time that we are, are going through. Um, so you mentioned, um, I mentioned in your bio that, you know, you handle private lessons, you know, from mm -hmm. your home or, you know, on location, um, on location in quotes, right, um, yeah. you know, and things have changed since, since March, at least for, for me here in New York. And I'm not sure about you down in Louisville, but, uh, sure. you know, how have you approached everything that you do? Um, how have you approached it through, uh, this pandemic? Yeah. Um, so it's, it's been interesting, you know, without going into a ton of detail, there was a period of time where I was just on unemployment, um, partly because my wife had to work at home. Mm -hmm. And so I had the kids all day. So I wasn't able to work right. on my stuff. Um, 
you know, then that uh, arrangement switched, but it was right near the end of the school year mm -hmm. and some teachers needed virtual choir stuff done because that's what we're doing right now. Right. Um, so then I had a little bit of work again. It's just kind of been touch and go. Uh, I had a couple of, um, I had two or three regular voice students on Zoom mm -hmm. uh, over the course of the summer. And then a couple of them were teachers that went back to school. So they're no longer taking voice lessons. But I have a few new high school students who are wanting to audition for college next year. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's kind of like things are coming and going in waves. I'll have a really busy and lucrative three or four weeks right. and then like nothing for three or four weeks. Mm -hmm. And um, so I wanted to ask you about that because I see this question all the time. And then, you know, it's gotten to the point on the social media pages where um, it's already been answered. There's a get, there has to be a lot of like back and forth. Right. Um, it's handling the zoom lessons and zoom rehearsals. Mm -hmm. How do you approach them, especially with, you know, the lag time and the delay yep. between you and the student that you're working with. Right. So for the most part, lessons haven't been that different. The only difference is I can't play something with them. Right. So it's a lot more of the student singing a cappella without accompaniment. Mm -hmm. um, but then that just kind of, uh, you know, holds them a little bit more accountable. Right. So it, it's almost pushing the students a little bit, uh, harder to, you know, be able to hold their own without that harmonic accompaniment. Um, every once in a while, though, I'll like send them a track mm -hmm. that like as, you know, a, a karaoke track, or if it's a book that had accompaniment CD with it, I'll send them the accompaniment track and then have them play it on their end and sing with that. Um, so that has been something that's worked for the voice lessons. The rehearsals are a different story. Right. You know, I do direct a, a barbershop chorus and we're no longer doing virtual rehearsals. Mm -hmm. um, but we actually did it differently from a lot of people. Um, I mean, there were a lot of barbershop courses that that continued to and still are doing Zoom rehearsals. Mm -hmm. um, and what we would do, we met on Zoom for about half an hour just for a social time to catch up and see how everyone was doing. But then I uh, would stream to YouTube and it was an unlisted YouTube link that all the guys had. So they did at that point, they didn't see each other anymore. They just saw Drew. Right. Um, and we had all of the learning tracks for all of our songs. So I would play a track and basically everyone would sing along with that at home while I was directing. Um, and I, especially early on, was able to say, well, I know that these are problem areas in these songs. So I would work on them. I would model a part and then just assume that they were singing back at me or singing along with me mm -hmm. and uh, and just kind of went went through it that way. That's pretty cool. And, you know, this this is helpful to me, too, because, I mean, we're using um, a hybrid model in our district. And I know that yep. a lot of districts are using that. So chorus has been very difficult to try and, and manage. It's It's been a lot of focusing on the individual voice or, sure. you know, spacing out 12 feet when you are together, but then, you know, how do you handle the online instruction and, um, you know, using, using the YouTube, uh, option there, it, it seems like something that would be a little bit easier, a little bit better to manage. Yeah. Um, have you, you know, have you had a, any of your, um, students 
kind of like rip their hair out? Has it become frustrating or is it just kind of like rolling with the punches and this is, you know, this is the way it is for the time being and just making the best of it. How has it yes. really been? So far it's been more of the latter. Okay. Um, you know, like we were just together understanding that this is not ideal, but it's better than zero. Right. Um, so I think everybody seems to be on that same page of like, I'd rather be doing this in person, but this is better than doing nothing and I'm progressing and that's the important part. Yeah. Um, one uh, final thing before we go, I wanted to ask you about um, barbershop arrangers. Um, you had mentioned that, you know, you work with a specific, you know, set of arrangers for, for your yep. group. And you had mentioned, you know, Deke Sharon, Kirby Shaw, they've kind of pushed themselves into the barbershop realm. But are there top names out there that us as educators can search for when we're looking for high quality um, barbershop content? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there are there are actually a bunch and there are a lot of up and coming arrangers too that are doing some really great stuff. Um, so if you're looking for, I mean, I guess I'll just start spouting off some names. Sure. And of course, you're going to get all kinds of different levels, right? But mm -hmm. um, one of the most prolific barbershop arrangers, he's been doing top stuff for a, ever and ever and ever is David Wright. Um, and his stuff is spectacular. Uh, one of the newer arrangers, but just does some incredible work is Theo Hicks. Um, and then Patrick McAlexander does a lot of fantastic work. His uptunes in particular are really exciting and exceptional. Um, and uh, Theo, interestingly enough, everybody gets him to do their ballads and he just is so tasteful in his ballad writing, but he also arranges really great uptunes. Just very few people go to him for uptunes for some reason. Okay. Um, and actually his quartet is called Instant Classic. They won the international contest the year before I did. Oh, wow. And all four of the guys in their quartet are spectacular arrangers. Okay. So you've got Theo Hicks was their lead. Uh, Dave Zimmerman is their tenor. Um, Kyle Kitzmiller and Cole Kitzmiller, K-O-H-L, and their brothers. So they're great. Um, some other up-and-coming arrangers, Melody Hine. Um, her dad, Clay Hine, has been arranging forever and ever. And I, I mean, I could just keep going. There are like... 25 more names that i can I'm just sure. rattle off right now but <laughs> this is this is great this i mean like i said this is a, this is a great starting off point at least for me and you know for yep. some others um wow i i can't thank you enough drew like i i there's so much more we could probably talk about yeah because <laughs> I, I but um i can't thank you enough uh for joining us on the aka education podcast this week so um thank you yeah drew. absolutely i appreciate you reaching out and and having me on absolutely and all this information you gave we're going to make sure it goes on the episode description so that people can get access to drew's cues and the um the acapella masterclass, everything so that they can get in contact with you as well so thank you again awesome, awesome. You bet. yeah we'll be right back Hey everyone, this is Justin from the Aka Education Podcast here to tell you about Anchor. Anchor is what I use to create these podcasts and let me tell you, it's free. Uh, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And the beauty of it is it will distribute the podcast for you. So I can record on Anchor and it's going to send it to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all these other places as well. And I love that I can make money from this podcast with no minimum listenership. 
It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So be sure to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And welcome back to the Aka Education Podcast. This week, I want to take a moment to talk to all of you about something that Drew and I were just talking about in our interview, and that is the Acapella Education Association's virtual coaching. Here's what you should do. Go over to acapellaeducators.com slash virtual coaching and check out some of the different categories and classes that are offered. There's categories such as arranging, vocal percussion, songwriting, group management, rehearsal techniques, video production. Myself, I'm doing classes on vocal percussion, group management, and rehearsal techniques. Drew is doing several things as well. But listen to some of these other names. Jared Dixon, who's currently playing Aaron Burr in the touring company of Hamilton. Original Rockapella founding member Sean Altman is in here. Nikisha Williams, who's also been touring with Hamilton. John Smith, who is a singer-songwriter currently singing with the Swingles out in England. Kevin Fox, a former member of the Swingles who's still putting out beautiful music. I can go on and on, but you need to go to acapellaeducators.com slash virtual coaching to check some of this out. We'll be right back. You know, voting isn't just going to the polls on election day anymore. Options like early voting, mail-in voting, and ballot drop boxes are available to more voters and are growing in popularity. How to Vote, a tool created by Democracy Works, breaks down the options your state offers for casting a ballot, empowering you to decide when and where to vote. See, democracy works best when we all vote, but misinformation and confusion about election procedures have resulted in low voter turnout. How to Vote, a tool created by Democracy Works, takes the guesswork out of the voting process. You know, some things that the How to Vote voter tool does is you can sign up for election reminders, see what's on your ballot, get step-by-step assistance requesting your mail-in ballot, and explore your options for returning your voted mail-in ballot. You can check your voter registration status, find your polling site, and even make sure you have the appropriate ID for voting. So decide when and where you'll vote this year at howto.vote. And that does it for another episode of the Aka Education Podcast. Want to thank Drew Wheaton for joining us this week. You can check him out at drewwheatonmusic.com. Also, teachers and students, be sure to get me your stories about how your school year has started off. You can email me at akaedpodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to check out the links in our episode description for resources that we discussed in today's podcast. Check us out on social media, Aka Ed Podcast. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and on Facebook. Be sure, if you haven't done so already, to subscribe to this podcast so you can be notified when a new episode is posted every week. We're on Spotify, we're on Apple Music Podcasts, and we're also on Anchor. You can also now check us out on Akaville Radio, akaville.org. And last, if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for the podcast, be sure to email me at akaedpodcast at gmail.com. I'm Justin Glodish. I'll see you next week.